What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Sipes. I'm your host, Natalia. And today, hmm, I feel like I always do. <laughs> I feel like I always do this. Like, I'm like, hmm. Okay, well, today, what shall we talk about? Oh, I would like to touch the topic of let's call it the spiritual trend this is uh something i thought about recently simply because um so i know i talked about my family in the previous episode but um let me just uh touch on what 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 started this this topic in mind so my grandmother right she's very um she, she doesn't well she's old so she doesn't really know like what's really going on, I guess I would say. Um, she only knows, like, what she thinks is going on. But then again, like, no one really knows what's going on. We only know what we think is going on, I guess you would say, because everything is just, like, ideals. But I'll get into that later. Um, so, yeah, um, this whole, like, uh, you know, getting into spirituality kind of thing, you know, the whole New Age thing is very much up and rising at the moment and uh trending i would say and and that's how she sees it you know she's like it's very it's very in trend so it's um necessary to to act on it now before the trend dies out because people go through phases you know society goes through a lot of trends trends come and go so that got me thinking is this new age trend actually a trend i mean it seems like it you know like with everything it seems like it because it is very it is very popular now and a lot of people every like chakras the phrase chakras is a very like new agey term nowadays and it's it's known by a lot of people who don't even really know what chakras are and it got me thinking yeah is is all of this actually a trend and is it going to die out soon so but then again like okay is it gonna die out soon is the question yeah a lot of people who it'll only die out i would say for people who see it as a trend and then you know get caught up in in the next big thing the next new thing but for people who actually see spirituality for what it is a true essence it's not really a trend it's just gaining the knowledge that that it exists and it's present and then I guess carrying on, carrying on, not not focusing on it, but knowing that it's there, that that could be a thing. And then also people who just intend to dive into it for the rest of their lives. But then like, okay, if it is a trend, you know, back in the the 60s when, you know, the Beatles were around, uh, all these peace protests and, and all new age spiritual spiritual hippie stuff was out that was also a trend you would say so is did it die down but then again like i'm thinking back then did they know like is this the spiritual stuff that's trending now was that also trending back then because i think like maybe like world peace and um like yoga and uh kind of like a broad oh wow a broad um, kind of spectrum of spirituality was was trending at the time, but not really diving deep into into certain topics or certain elements of it, such as uh, how would I say maybe maybe chakras, I guess, and like what chakras actually are. 
and um, what else? What else is a what else is a thing? A lot of people. Oh, manifestation or law of attraction. Did people know? Well, okay, but then also like Wayne Dyer and Abraham Hicks. I believe that their their lectures were going on. Was it during the sixties? Was Abraham Hicks and Wayne Dyer's lectures going on during this time as well? Because their their uh, topic mainly is law of attraction and manifestation. So did also people know about that? at that time too and then if so is everything that's trending now was it also trending back then and did that die down and then we just got back into it that then that would make me think like trends are running in cycles and this is something I thought about before because kind of like um bell-bottom jeans or like that's just an example or maybe like um something else like more like fashion fashion trends seem to loop a lot things that were popular Back in the 70s, I, I can't think of anything specific because I don't really know about, um, like, specific fashion trends that are out right now. But I remember my mom telling me, like, oh, wow, that's coming back. So, like, fashion trends seem to cycle because I guess people just run out of ideas and, like, maybe just people just bring them back and then it becomes popular again, but then it dies down again. So, like, if these trends are running in cycles, is also spirituality running in, in a cycle as well? But um, I guess I would have to to look into more of what, what was talked about during during that time in the 60s and the 70s. Um, so yeah, that just made me think about like, okay, if, if this is a trend, is it going to die down? And if so, if it does die down, it'll eventually come back up. But then again, does it do that because of the generations? So like, maybe it it was uh, popular and trending for a certain generation, but then when the new generation came, it died down for that generation, and then they, like, focused on something else. And then the generation after that brought back that, that state of mind. And then I guess the next generation will, will focus on something else, and then the generation after that will bring back spirituality. It's super weird, but, I mean, it's just something I thought about. I don't really know if that's a thing or... But, I mean, something that you guys think. I don't really know. I think, okay, (laughs) I keep sniffling stuff. I think I have allergies or I don't know what's going on with me, but like literally I've been sniffling and then like my nose is super itchy. Like the inside of my nose, it's not like super itchy, but like it itches and then like I, I just sneeze a lot. Like I'm just sneezing and like sniffling and blowing my nose, but like I'm not sick or anything. And this is happening for like the past three days, but then like I don't know if it's out. I've never had allergies or anything like that. I was like, is it allergy season or do I just really need to clean my room? Because I'm allergic to dust. So like, is that much dust accumulating that I'm getting like super sniffly and stuff? I don't know. That that was just a random thing. Sorry. Sorry. I had to involve, <laughs> involve you in that. Um, but yeah, so my grandmother thinks that uh, spirituality is a trend right now and that, um, you know, we have to act on it fast before, before, while people are still into manifestation, law of attraction, and, and, uh, we must get into it now before it dies down, but then, like, that kind of just makes me feel uneasy in a way, but then again, like, it doesn't, it shouldn't really make me feel uneasy, just because, like, that's just how she sees it, but then it also made me think, like, is that actually how it is, but, um, yeah, also, now that I, I spoke on manifestation, law of attraction, um, Another topic I wanted to touch was uh, how law of attraction and manifestation works. 
So a lot of people, and this is also like a thing that even people who aren't into spirituality, like they 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 read quotes on Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is, and they'll see like, oh, whatever you think, you'll attract. You know, like that's like the main basis of of the law of attraction and manifestation. But a lot of people understand. So the, here's the thing: a lot of people will say this and will acknowledge this and be like, yeah, you know, like I just manifest this and blah blah blah. And they'll, they'll say and they'll think they'll know what it is. But then, like, do they actually know what's going on? Or do they think it's just, like, a, like a phrase? They don't really know how it works, but they know it's, it works kind of thing. And then also, like, I talked to my mom about this, too, because she's, she's real into, um, I guess, like, she sees it. And then she sees how, how I can easily just, like, create whatever I want, basically. Um... But it's all about, like, mastering it. You, ha- you have to know how it works in order to master it. So, um, yeah, she was saying, like, yeah, you know, I did this and I, I manifest this, but then, like, I can't always do it because, like, I just don't know why. Maybe I'm not always in the state of mind or I have some doubt or whatever. And I think that a lot of people, they, they know that it works because they've done it before, but they can't seem to continue doing it just because they don't know how it works. So, like, if you knew how it worked and you had a deeper understanding of how to actually follow through with it, it won't seem as much as um, something that happens sometimes. You know, it's just something that's happening all the time. Okay, so let me get into this. Manifestation. What, what, let me look up the definition of manifestation. The simplest would be that a manifestation is something that is put into your physical reality through thought, feelings, or beliefs. This means that whatever you focus on is what you are bringing into your reality. Okay. So basically, manifestation is something that that comes out of um, something that you think of in a spiritual sense. To manifest is to create, basically. When you're manifesting something, you're, you're creating something in, in a way. Manifestation is always happening is it's not like oh i manifested this you know like you okay you could say that because you consciously created that through through thought form but manifestation is always happening for example um you let me think Hmm. okay let me put this in a different way it's kind of like the theory of alternate realities or different dimensions. So if you think about the way time works or the way that we're moving through time, and, and this might be hard to grasp right now unless you understand, um, I guess, uh, if you understand um, quantum physics. But... um. So you're constantly not moving in a straight line, but kind of in a back and forth way, like left, right, left, right, not left, right specifically, but just like constantly moving in in different ways. So, and I I talked about this in my, in my most recent book. Um, It's kind of just like, you know, creating, creating your reality or picking, picking a path. So from the moment that you wake up, for example, you, you can choose between, let's say, cereals, Cheerios, Fruit Loops, or Frosted Flakes, whatever. 
you have the choice to choose between these three cereals. You can eat the Cheerios, you can eat the Frosted Flakes. Whatever decision you choose is one path. So like the second you're, say you're moving in a straight line, right? But the second you have to make this decision to, to eat the, the cereal and you choose the Cheerios, you move left. And then when you decide to put it in the sink or you decide to leave it next to your bed, you move right. De- depending on decisions, it depends on how you move. Whatever choice you make, you're, you're moving into that reality. But behind that is also the reality of you choosing the other option. And this is like, this is the idea of, um, you know, parallel realities. There's a reality that says, like, okay, you chose to eat the Cheerios, but then there's five different parallel realities. One, you ate the Frosted Flakes. One, you ate the Fruit Loops. One, you decided not to eat them at all. One, you threw the bowl on the floor. Like, there's literally a reality for every single situation. That's the, the theory of parallel realities. So, how this ties into law of attraction, manifestation, is basically... Whatever choice you make will lead you on a certain path, will put you in, in that direction. So say you want to manifest a job, right? In order to be on the path towards that job, you want to align yourself with that path. So that means, you know, applying for that job, uh, learning about that job, knowing what to do about that job, or like in that job or just whatever it is that aligns you on the path with that job that's a source of manifesting you getting that job so the way manifestation works is on an energetical level everything is energy if you don't know this then now you do (laughs) um this is also a basic is it physics i don't even know if it's physics anymore um Science. The, Einstein said it. Everything is energy. Literally, everything is energy. Why? Because it's made up of atoms. Made up of uh, protons, neutrons, uh, botons, whatever it is. And all these particles, that's what everything is made up of. We're made up of. The chair you're sitting on is made up of. The headphones you're listening to the, in this is made up of. Um, just everything is made up of these particles that are vibrating. That's why everything is vibration. Everything is energy and vibration it's energy because the vibration is creating energy these particles are vibrating creating energy (laughs) see Hako agrees um so because of this the law of attraction says okay okay before that since everything is energy your thoughts are also energy so when you put out a thought like when you think a thought like i am hungry that thought in itself is energy itself so when you say it out loud i am hungry the words i am hungry or the the feeling that you put to that phrase i am hungry is put out into the universe that energy of that phrase that feeling of being hungry and saying that is put out into the rest of the energy that's vibrating around you right so law of attraction says The thoughts that you have create your reality. Like attracts like. That's what it is. Like attracts like. So the way you're going to create your reality is that if you put the thoughts of what you want to create, you put out that exact vibration of what you want to create out into the universe, you're going to attract it simply because you're putting out the same energy that that is. And since like attracts like, you're going to attract that reality. 
So, this is, this is the basis of uh, law of attraction manifestation. And say I want, say I want a million dollars. I'm, I need to put out the vibration of a million dollars. What's the vibration of a million dollars? I guess the vibration of a million dollars, well, okay, let me not use money because money is also energy in exchange. Uh, it's kind of a harder thing, thing to touch. So wait, let's say manifest a house, right? A certain house. To put out the vibration of that house, you want to align yourself on the path that you would be if you had the house already. So since like attracts like, you need to put out the same energy that you would if you have the house already. So that would be, and if you, you seriously want to get into manifestation, that, that would be like surrounding yourself basically with like pictures of the house, being by the house, just trying to like imagine yourself in the house, decorating it, how you would act in it, what you would do, um, already kind of set yourself up to getting the house, having the money, saving up the money for the house, talking about it, already putting it out there, whatever you would feel. Okay, but this is where people mess up, right? And this is why a lot of people can't create their realities and can't manifest the things that they want. A lot of people try to manifest from feelings of lack. So money, for example. Oh, I want money so bad. And then, but you're like, oh, but law of attraction, right? Oh, um, I am rich, you know, I am... I am surrounded by by money. Money comes to me effortlessly. All of these uh, affirmations and things that that would align you. You surround yourself with pictures of money, you know? All of this, you can do all of this. But when you have that feeling of lack from it, nothing's going to happen. Because it's the vibration that's necessary. The universe doesn't know words. The universe doesn't speak English. It doesn't... It only understands energy. So if you're saying, I am rich, and you're putting it out there, but inside as you're saying it, you're saying it from a feeling of lack because you know you're broke, because you know you're poor, and you're just, you just want the money so bad, so you're trying, to, you're trying to manifest it. So you're like, I am rich, but inside you're like, oh, it's because I'm broke. The universe is like, bruh, you're broke, and it's gonna keep you broke. So like... You need to be emitting the vibration that you want to attract. I spent a whole summer, like, mastering this, trying to master this, basically. I was, and this was because uh, I kind of read a book um, by Wayne Dyer, who's, like, speaks very much on this. And, I mean, if you really want to get a law of attraction and you want to get in this mindset, I would recommend this book. It's called The Power of Intention by Wayne Dyer, Dr. Wayne Dyer. But I also feel like you... You also have to understand that um, there's both sides to a coin. There is duality in this existence. Put yourself in that mindset, but don't disregard your reality as it is. Don't, don't ignore the truth of things. Don't be blind to, to what's around you at the moment. That's all I have to say on that. But um, yeah, so I, I spent a whole summer just like in the mind state of, I am rich, but I was like, I was like super brainwashed by this book. So like, I was in the headset that like, I was a freaking millionaire. Like I was a millionaire. Like I had like, but this is how I, I manifested so much. I literally, 
I was trying to I was trying to become like super famous right I was like trying to get into the music trying to get in the music industry so I was putting myself into like all these situations where I would make connections and kind of like become this person in the music industry right but I was manifesting these situations and these things were coming to me and money was coming to me simply because I was already there in my head my vibration I was vibrating at the vibration of a million dollars I was vibrating at the vibration of being famous of being in the music industry of just being in the reality that I wanted to create in California specifically I was literally my mindset was I was in California I told everybody that I already had an apartment in California and that like but I absolutely believed it that was the thing like even though I didn't physically have an apartment in LA already in my head I absolutely did and I absolutely had a million dollars and I was famous but because of that it eventually manifested so like I'm not saying to brainwash yourself but maybe I wonder if if I would have understood the both sides of the coin thing at the time if I would have been able to create this reality that's some I mean this something I can experiment with if I wanted to but um it's not it's not something I really want to <laughs> but uh if you want to you can I guess for for research purposes but um yeah it's the whole the whole reason I'm saying this is because in order to master the law of attraction or manifestation you need to understand that you need to be on the vibration that you want to attract whether you say things or not and you surround yourself with all this stuff it's going to be pointless if you're not emitting the same vibration that you want to attract. Um, so yeah, that's a, a lot of that's a main reason why a lot of people don't uh, attract what they want or can can physically master the law of attraction or manifestation. If you understand this to the fullest degree, you won't have any problem manifesting anything. <sighs> but that's that on that topic. What else did I want to talk about? Mm, let's see. Something else that I wanted to talk about is something more personal. I feel like lately I've been wanting, not wanting. Oh, ooh, now that I say that, you know, I actually, <laughs> actually want to wanna mention this. I noticed that even though... I try as much as possible to detach myself from the idea of wanting. I find myself wanting a lot. And I know from what I've studied and read and just heard from, you know, old sages and Zen masters and gurus is that once you drop the wanting especially my Baba said this, Ramdas. Once you not want anything, you can have it all. And I feel like in that sense, it's like since you don't want anything, you have everything, basically. And I completely understand this. And even though I don't want anything luxurious in life, I don't want to be a millionaire, I don't want to, I don't want like, you know, like, super nice cars and like all, all this like you know materialistic stuff I would say I find myself wanting the simplest of things the smallest of things like I I remember I was listing something yesterday I was like man I just want this and I just want that I just want this and then as I'm listing it I'm like wow 
after all, you know, all this work that I do and all this like reflections of detachment and and not needing, I still find myself wanting, like listing things that I want. And it was like super small, stupid stuff. Like, oh, I just want like a white scarf (laughs) because I have like this orange and red scarf that I love so much. But like, I don't know, I like matching. So like, I feel like I can't wear it with everything. Like, it'd be nice if I had a white one. Or, like, what was the other thing? Oh, I wanted a poncho. Or, like, I want, uh, what was the other thing? I just, I just want, like, small, like, a yoga block. Or, like, maybe I'll go, oh, like, I want a pull-up bar. Like, just small stuff that, like, is not even necessary. Like, it's not even necessary, but I still find myself wanting these things. And because I, I want those things, I find myself, like, not ups- I guess not upset, but, like, just, like, uh, like, feeling of lack. But why should I... F- I'm lacking because I don't have a white scarf, because I don't have a pull-up bar? Like, it, ju- it just doesn't make any sense. But from those feelings of wanting comes this feeling of lack but then when you when I acknowledge it and be like what the heck I have I have everything that I could possibly need not even want I mean want too and but from wanting comes more wanting so I have everything that I need you know I have food in my fridge I have a shelter I have a home I have a job I have money to survive off of I have money to save I have books to read I have I have more than enough that a lot of people don't have and um I should be grateful for for these things especially I think all of us should be grateful for the stuff that we have we have families that care for us if we you know go through bad times friends to help us we have animals to love us we have we just have a lot um we have a lot and we should learn to be grateful about that and we should also be become um we should acknowledge that there are still those wantings of small maybe material things or like just things that aren't completely necessary and notice that those things bring feelings of lack and when we start to feel those feelings of lack we should become acknowledgeable of them and and realize that we we're not actually lacking if anything we're very rich we're very rich in 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 mind, in body, and in soul, but, um, yeah, that, that just made me, uh, that just made me, uh, that, me saying that just made me think of that, so that was something I wanted to say, um, but also, back on to what I was saying, I find myself, um, wanting, I guess I would say, uh, a master at this time, and this was something that I, you know, I've been contemplating for a few years now, but, um, everything that I've read, you know, tells me not every not everything I've read but a lot of things that that have made me settle on not looking so much for a master is that you know everything around you is the master the people you surround yourself are the master or guru to say um Ramdas says that the guru is always with you even before you meet him if <laughs> he said if you don't have a guru I'll let you borrow mine that's <laughs> Maharaji but um these people are my gurus Baba Ramdas, Maharaji, uh, even people like Joseph Campbell, uh, Alan Watts, if you guys listen to him, um, 
Muji Baba, uh, Lao Tzu, uh, just all these these people that that have spoken before, um, the Bhagavad Gita, Ramakrishna, all these things, all these texts that already exist. These are all the guru. These are all people that I'm learning from and and studying from. But um, and that was just something that I I've been that I've seen a lot is that there's no, it's not necessary to have a guru, like a physical guru. It's not necessary. Like you're surrounded by the people that you surround yourself with bring up your attachments. You know, like I'm so grateful for uh, like past relationships that have, have brought things out of me that I need to work on, things that I didn't know I need to work on, things that make me angry, like super small stuff, just that's the guru showing you everything that you're still lacking and that you need to to fix not to fix but to to develop uh more and better so you become wiser but um i i see everything as the guru i see everybody as my teacher everything around me as teaching me constantly and that's something that's uh something that's sat with me and uh kind of like swayed my mind away from the wanting of a physical guru um but recently i i don't know why i also read something today in a book that said like finding a master and how to how to find a true master instead of like you know like fake leaders and stuff who just want like money out of you or to sway you off the path or something like that but um i've also read other things that says it is necessary for like not that it is necessary, but it's a very big help. And I, I complete, I've always understood this. And then I've also read some stuff that at some point you are going to need a master. You are going to need a physical guru. Um, so I've kind of read all, all perspectives on it of not needing one, of needing one, of not it being necessary, but it being helpful. But um, I've just been thinking a lot about it lately about actually going to find one. I think that's kind of when uh, why I, I started going to the temple. So I found that temple from um, a YouTuber that I watch. His name is Vishuddhadas. I've mentioned him in previous ones, in previous uh, episodes, or Koi Fresco, as he, used to be go- as he used to go by. But um, he used to go to this temple uh, when he lived in California. I, th- I think, like, his parents still live in California, but he's, like, traveling all the time. So, like, you can't really say he lives in California, but that's kind of, like, his home base, I would say. But, um, yeah, so he used to go to this temple, and even I, I even knew this before I, I even moved out to California. But I decided to start going to this temple because this was, this was where he found his swami, uh, which is one of the main swamis of the temple and stuff. And I even, I even met him and everything. But um, I also read something today that says, like, because there's so many paths. There's so many paths, but it's all one path, right? And some paths may not resonate with you or help you get to this certain path right so i my original intent was to to go to this temple meet the swami and think maybe he can become my swami you know become my my teacher but um i guess i just didn't resonate um that much with the vedic philosophy at the temple even though i'm still gonna go to their talks and stuff and maybe some classes but um i didn't see it as like this is this is the the temple that like this isn't going to be, like, this isn't going to be my swami, or, or, like, I just didn't feel like, oh, this is my master, you know what I mean, um, 
But I also find myself wanting to travel and look for a master. And not travel specifically to find the master, but travel and then hopefully find one on the way or like run into my master when I'm ready. I just know that I've even read something before that says when the student is ready, the master will appear. So I just know that whenever the time is right for me to find a master, he'll he'll come or she'll come. Um, yeah, it's just something that's been on my mind these past couple days or weeks, maybe. But if I travel and train with a master, right, I'm going to have to leave behind, like, unless the master's here, then I won't have to, like, leave behind anything. But I, I truly want to dedicate myself to training, and especially now. And I don't, man, I don't know if it's the spring or something, but I always get super motivated during this time of year. And maybe it's just, like, a seasonal thing or but then again even in the beginning of this year I the beginning of this year I said I need to get on my on my stuff I need to train harder I need to to study more I just need to I need to dive deep into my path because this is my passion this is I want to see my purpose it, I don't feel any I don't feel called to anything else rather than to indulge myself in these practices in these studies in these philosophies and it's the only thing I really feel truly aligned with. It feels like my my true self, my soul self. I find it hard to relate to others. More, more recently, I've been able to to relate to a lot of people, but um, not not so much like relate. I know, and then even in these situations, like wow, like you know, I find people who understand me, but then deep down it's just like I still feel I still feel like myself like by myself I don't feel one with with a community or one with a one with um a person you would say I still feel as an individual and I guess maybe that's that's good maybe you're supposed to always feel like that but um then again maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm referring to a time where I didn't feel like that. When I felt... I was in a relationship once where I felt like I was with the other person. Like, we were one being, right? And then kind of, like, when when something happened, I was, like, super heartbroken and super shocked because, like, I guess he didn't feel the same way. So it it was, like, super devastating because I was like, what? We were, we were basically one. <laughs> and, uh... I think he saw that he I think he did feel that way and he lost his individualism and that's why he wanted to to leave because we were becoming one basically and and he couldn't really understand himself anymore it was kind of just like we were the same person so I completely understand that so I wonder if um now like am I gonna be able to like is that even a thing like is it should I I don't even know, like, (laughs) should I feel like I should be one with another person? But then again, like, I've also, I also read this poem, ah, who's it by? It was a poem, um, that it was, like, talking about relationships, too, and it's, ah, what's the, what's that? The poems are in a movie that I, that I watched, The Prophet, The Prophet, but I don't know who the poems are from. I, I spoke to somebody who actually, was like, no, these are all poems from, from somebody, but anyways, he was talking about the relationship of, like, man and woman, you know, like, 
be one but remain separate individuals so like I'm thinking of my relationship now right like I feel so I feel so like at one with my boyfriend but then I also see our individuals and I, I like I completely love it because like I understand like learning from that first relationship about like what happened with the whole like you know losing yourself and stuff I completely appreciate what me and my boyfriend have now right but then like maybe it's kind of like the the reoccurring feeling of loneliness right something I've always had even within like like outside of relationships and stuff like being alone for a year like being in a relationship that the person didn't understand you and stuff I always felt alone like I couldn't relate to anyone especially because I didn't have any friends this was like after I graduated high school you know so I'm like all the friends or fake friends or whatever that I made in high school or whatever like I'm not going to school anymore so obviously we're not talking right those are like the fake friends you know school friends so like I didn't have any friends outside of school only like the relationship I was in and then that relationship I was in we couldn't even like relate on a spiritual level right like the other person just didn't really like care for spirituality and inside me I I have this deep quest within me you know I'm like I must change the world and and travel and I feel all this inner knowledge and deep philosophies within me but I have no one to share them with right so I spent so much time keeping this stuff inside and it was very lonely because I didn't have any friends to talk to or anybody to relate to or like I, I literally had nobody to talk to except like the things I was reading, you know, the books I was reading from, uh, especially, like, the Tao Te Ching and, like, Ram Das Be Here Now. It was just, like, I, I was, like, wow. And the, even YouTubers and stuff that talk in spirituality, it's, like, wow, these people actually, like, get what I'm, what I'm feeling inside and what I'm thinking and what, what I've been reading about. But um, it was very, feel, like, lonely not having um, someone to communicate with on a physical level. So now I have a lot of people that, I've met who've also like also dive into spirituality and stuff to some essence that I can have these conversations with and it's very liberating because this is the first time since that first relationship that I had that I can actually you know talk about these topics out loud and have discussions and stuff like that but then like I'm also at a level of non-duality and nowness I would say I'm a very now person so like I can talk about these topics but then it gets to a point where I can't relate on the level that we're that we're talking about some somebody else as separate than I or like race topics or political topics or just like anything that has some form of separateness and divides people I I can't relate or like talk much on the topic just because like I can't see from that that sort of point of view also like in the nowness sense like I remember a time where um me and my friends were talking and then just we kept talking about something that happened already like but it wasn't even it wasn't even like it wasn't even necessary to keep talking about it because it had already happened and like but we just like kept talking about it for some reason and like but like everybody was so into the conversation like 
yeah, and that happened. And it's just like, but like there was, there's no result from talking about it now. Like it already happened. So like, why are we still talking about it? And it's kind of like, I, and every time this happens, I think of uh, the Zen, the Zen story or, or Zen cone. That's like, um, three, two monks, three monks are walking, walking in the, in the forest, right? Three monks are walking in the forest and, uh, they come to a river and they see some like lady trying to cross the river, right? So in, in their philosophies or whatever they're studying, it says, you know, man can't touch a woman or a monk can't touch a woman, right? So this one monk just like goes up to the lady and like throws her over his shoulders and like crosses the lake, right? To get her over the lake. And then the other two monks are like, what the fuck? But they're not saying anything. They're just like in their heads, they're looking at each other like, what the hell? Why did he just do that? So like, then like, whatever, they cross the river and then the three monks are just walking still. But the two monks are like, I can't believe he just did that. Like in his head, still like thinking about it, like what the heck? And then like after an hour, one monk can't take it anymore. And he's like, why did you do that? Why did you touch that woman and and bring her across the river that's not against that's against our uh you know our our teachings and the monk looks at him and goes i left her by the river did you so it's kind of like it's kind of like that you know i left that moment back when when it happened why are we still talking about it why are we still thinking about it be here now be here now be here now be here now 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 is now is everything now is god god is now god is not happening back then when that whatever it is just happened nowness nowness the present moment the present moment is literally everything the present enlightenment is in the present moment when you're in this very moment and there is no other moments in your head, future, past, you're overthinking something or you're thinking about something that will happen, when you're here in the present moment, that's where everything is. That's where the stillness is, the quietness is, the beauty, the love, the highest of all vibrations. There is only one moment. There is only one moment. Think about when I, I went back to, you know, changing different paths, right? The parallel realities, cho- making choices and going, to, going through different paths, right? All these choices exist in the now. All of those paths are happening at the same time as now. The second you make a choice, the second I say the word the, I'm on a path. The second I'm on staying quiet, I'm on a different path, <laughs> It's just all the choices to make are happening now. Everything is just happening now. Now is the most beautiful of all moments. It's the only moment. So, I mean, I reminisce and I talk about like, oh my gosh, remember when we did that? But all the times that I'm doing this, I'm being now talking about it. And I'm consciously be trying to be in the now as I talk about it because I know that I'm speaking of the past. I know I'm reminiscing or I know I'm thinking of the future, but I'm thinking of the future now. Ramdas says, What what if um what if like for example, what what if um 
I need to book a dentist appointment? What if I need to book a, book a dentist appointment two weeks from now? He says, book a dentist appointment two weeks from now, but be here now while you're doing it. Yeah, you can plan a birthday party, but be here now while you're doing it. You can reminisce. You can do all this stuff, but be in the present moment as you're doing it. All past and future exist in the mind. They're not happening in the physical. The only thing that's happening in the physical at the moment is now. That's happening right now. And that's all that basically encompasses my mind. Especially in times reminiscing and thinking of the future, you know? Sometimes I find myself too caught up in the future and I get anxious and stuff. I have to remember, be here now, be here now, be here now. But yeah, those are just um, some things I find myself not really struggling with, but things that kind of keep that feeling of uh, loneliness alive, even though I'm never alone. And I, I, I recorded a video like this, like, 2017 2017 because I was trying to like do YouTube videos and like I still kind of want to do YouTube videos but I feel like this podcast is way easier but um I I did a whole topic like a whole video on loneliness and um any spiritual book says you're never alone loneliness shouldn't arise because you're never alone you're always with everythingness this everythingness vibration that's happening right now God is happening right now you're never alone You're always one with the universe. You're always one with everyone. You're not alone. You are literally one with everyone. So how can you be alone? The feelings of maybe relating to others can be a struggle. As for me. For anyone. But yeah. Those are just that, you know. Being here now and also... What was the other one? <laughs> Doesn't even matter. Um, so, yeah. Wow. I actually talked for a while. <laughs> so, I, I think I'm going to cut this episode short. Well, not short. I mean, I, I talked for a while. I'm going to cut this episode off now. But um, still no updates on the book. I need to look on and see if it's on, like, other websites or if the price has changed. But I haven't gotten any alerts, so I'm not going to announce anything. But, um... Yeah, it might be, uh, might, it's scheduled. I'm scheduled to do an interview on Saturday with, um, someone. So, that might be the next episode, so stay tuned, guys. Uh, what else? There's nothing really to announce. Hmm. I guess, um, I'll end this with, uh, some, from my singing bowl. Some sounds from my singing bowl. <laughs> Some sounds from my singing bowl. Okay. Well, guys, I'd really like to thank you for listening to this. I'm so grateful for everyone who listens to this. I can see you guys. I can see that you're listening, and I love it. I love it so much. Um, please interact. I would love to to hear what you would like me to talk about. I will literally, like, touch any top- topic that kind of sounds like a topic I would touch. Um, here, so DM me on Instagram. My Instagram is Natalia of Earth, N-A-T-A-L-I-A of Earth, this planet Earth. And um, yeah, tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you want me to talk about. And yeah, I wish you guys a wonderful weekend, a wonderful week. I hope that you are blessed with 
all the opportunities that are meant to enter your life and make you a better person, help you evolve, help you rise along with everyone else. And I hope that you took something from this um, whole manifestation talk I talked. And maybe you can kind of put that into everything that you everything that you do. So also, since your thoughts create your reality, don't think anything bad. Don't think thoughts of lack. Don't think thoughts of just anything that you would feel as a lower vibration. Those thoughts, like, for example, my, my mom said, you know, uh, my cousin, uh, I'm not going to say which cousin, just one of my cousins, uh, she says she knows all about manifestation. She knows about law of attraction. She knows how it works. She's the most positive person ever. But her day freaking sucks because she has this job and her job sucks. That in itself is a low vibration, guys. You know, you can be all happy. You know how manifestation works. You know how the law of attraction works. But if your life sucks, then your life's going to freaking suck. And if you put that out, then you're putting that out. And you can say you're rich all you want. But if your life sucks, your life's going to suck. And that's just something to keep in mind. So keep those thoughts of lack of anything that just feels bad and gross. Keep that out of your mind. Keep that out of your mind. Keep your thoughts elevated and high. And keep that third eye open. And thank you for listening to the Third Eye Sipes. Shanti, shanti, shanti. Peace, peace, peace.